Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Bite Podcast with Raven and Re. I'm your host, Raven. And I'm your host, Re. And we have a new setting. <laughs> we're, we're not in the same place, but it looks like we are, kind of. Uh, but uh, this is going to be a fun episode. We're talking about the doctor himself, Carlisle. Yes. But before we get into talking about him and all that, there. So since we were last recorded our last podcast, which is going to be up tomorrow, promise. Well, when you guys listen to this, it'll be up up already. But I think we were like behind, like on our like not behind, but like we were our schedules like flopped to the other like like the other week. And then, so if I posted last week, we would have been like flipped. So then I, I was like, I was going to post Friday and it's ready to go. But I was like, I should post it Monday so that our schedule's not like backtrack, like, you know, whatever. Cause if, if we put, po- if I posted last week, we would have had to post on the 30th, but we originally were going to post on the 6th because that's right before FTF. So this is a perfect yeah. video to go up right before FTF, I think too. Um, so we're since we, days out. Since we last filmed, we were so, I think we talked about how we were so excited that we were going to meet Billy Burke and then he canceled. (laughs) He canceled, Charlie. But it's all good. It's all, no, well, we got to backtrack. So it's like Billy canceled. And then it was, I think just this past week, Alex Rice, who played Sue, also canceled so of the three special guests, two now canceled, and mm-hmm. we were just all like, "Are they going to have another person?" Are they? I was like, I was hoping they were going to. Yeah, people and- people were complaining a little bit. I saw I saw some people say that, um, you know, like what is even the point of having the VIT if you're not going to have a special guest? In my opinion, I was like, well. The VIT guarantees that, like, I have options for events and all that stuff. It was like, wait, you know, it's more than that. It's like the galas and all the events. So that's fine. But yeah. um, I was like kind of okay with it because I was like, you know, like, even if, you know, a Billy Burke's not going and Alex Rice, then we will, you know, still have fun. Like, to me, I'm really, yeah. I'm more excited about like meeting everyone than like, yeah. You know, but um, so then I think it was like a week or something like that from the time that they announced that Billy Burke wasn't going to the time that they announced that Peter Facinelli is going. Yeah. Yeah, so- I, I freaking lost it. I called my mom and I was like, mom, you would never believe this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I was like, that's so funny because. I back in November and of like November 1st had the opportunity to um, meet Peter on a zoom Well, we had a one-on-one zoom um, call and I had I took a picture with him on zoom so I have that picture that I'll post uh, that I'll put on the screen and then I have uh, I think we had a five minute zoom call so I talked to him for five minutes and I was like I wonder if he'll remember me but only because because he said he was like oh um like he was like what's your name and I said Raven and so and I think he said something about my name he was like where are you from Raven and I was like Texas and he said yeehaw so I was like maybe if he 
maybe just by my name he'll be like oh you seem like i think i remember you or maybe not but it, it'll be super cool because i'll have a picture of me and him on the zoom and a picture of me and him in person yes. and and then i was like also we could possibly get him to did a picture with both of us maybe do like a shout out type of thing i really hope because i mean it does say like on the vit schedule and i think even kat told me that the, the special guests are welcome to go to the events like the cocktail party and the gala so maybe he will go to at least one of those because i mean the cocktail party is going to be the day that they have the um meet and greet with the mm -hmm. picture photograph autograph and then the day of the gala is like the q a panel so he's gonna be there for both days so maybe he'll go to one of those and then we can like yeah because i'm like there's not much to do in forts anyways and so if he's staying there or staying close yeah. by you know it's there the option is there for him but also i was like well now i have two signed autographs from him, from him. so yeah. maybe i'll take my other one and be like do you remember <laughs> I went to that France uh, thing that you that you did, um, which wasn't super long ago. So, yeah, you never know. Never um, know. I don't know. If we have any. Up oh, well, he is doing the panel. So that'll be exciting. Um, let's see. I'm trying to see. Usually I screenshot things and I'm like okay what are we doing or what do I have um oh well we do uh have the new thing that we're doing on our Instagram for everyone who wants to go follow our Instagram um just because that sometimes I I like we're both I'm just like really busy like in school starting and I I started last week I'm like I don't remember when I started I started last week I think and so I was like, I already know that with, with school and everything like that, like, I'm just going to be super busy. So I need to give myself a schedule like of when to do things, especially like with lesson plans and stuff. So I was like on Mondays so that we can like keep up with our Instagram is we need, we could do like twilight me Mondays. So we're doing that on our account. We started that last week, I believe. So we put, um, a meme up and then what we're gonna what we can do is if you follow us on instagram i believe you can send us a dm and i'll get our like dm requests or whatever and dm us your favorite twilight memes or if you made your own twilight meme you can send that to us and we'll just like post our favorites and if you made it um you can like just let us know like oh this is a meme i made so that we can credit you um but also like if you send us a meme we'll be like oh this meme was sent in by so and so whatever just so that um we're doing some funny things and we're yeah. posting but we literally have i have 17 days till i get to forks i i have yeah well i have 16 till i'm in washington but 15 till i'm in um forks yeah or no 17 you said 16 yeah, 17 17, 17 so the 16 yeah. till Washington, 17 till Forks, because I'm not gonna I'm gonna get until Washington a day early. Yeah, mine is 17 for both because we get there, we get our rental and we book it over there. Okay. So very excited. Uh I'll get paid tomorrow and I'm like already thinking about all the things I have to go get. I need to make a list of everything I need to go get. I think I made a list actually of things I need to go get when I get paid tomorrow. So I'm like 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. Also, before we get into our, our topic, my birthday just passed two days ago. Yes. 23. Today's the 22nd. And Ree's birthday is next week. So we are in our, we are celebrating our birthdays. This is our birthday episode. <laughs> kind this of. When this and goes when I, this goes up, it'll it'll both it'll both of our birthdays would have passed. But um yeah. I have oh, no, something wait, is, this, is this gonna go up on the 30th? The sixth. The sixth. Okay, then yeah, this is going yeah. on the sixth. So it'll also be Mare's birthday because Mare's is on the fourth. That is true. So happy birthday, Mare. Happy birthday, Mare. We love you. Um, <laughs> I'm actually I have a present for you that I'm taking two forks. I'll give it to you at forks. I have one for you. Oh, oh, so we can do that. That can be a good part of our vlog is sitting down and giving each other um, our presents. And then we're going to, if you, our Instagrams and our TikToks will like be updated as we get closer. Cause I think I'm going to start doing like a, like a weekly countdown. And when we get to 14, oh my God, we have less than three weeks. That's wild. Literally, it's... Raven, we have been planning this for a year. Our freaking podcast is almost coming up on a year old. It's this week, next week, and then the week after. And that's the week after as we go. So we literally just have two full weeks. Wow. That's crazy. I I still, it's kind of like, like, I know it's right around the corner. And it's like, I'm so excited, but I'm also trying not to get too excited because I don't know. I get, I also get nervous with like something this big. Cause this is the first time I'm going to be traveling by myself, essentially without like mm-hmm. anyone in my family. And then it's like, I'm going to be meeting all you guys. So it's like, I'm excited for that. And also it's just like this time last year, I was going into my senior year of college and now I'm graduated and I'm going to be 22 and we're about to be in Forks. I know. It's wild. We are so excited. Um, yeah. So since this week, this podcast is out on the 6th, um, look out for next week after this podcast, for the week after this podcast comes out, which would be next week um, for our vlogs. You know, just when I, I I'm going to be just, rec- I'm just recording stuff and then I'll put it together in like a cohesive vlog, like after forks, probably when I'm traveling or something like that, so that we can put it up um, that week after. But wow. Um, So let's talk about Daddy Carlisle. (laughs) Okay. Like, I mean, I just love that we went from one delf to the next with MTM. Next next year, hopefully they get. Oh, I would love for Marcus to go. Oh my god, I love him. Ugh. Okay, so before, uh, now that we're talking about Car- we're talking about Carlisle, I would like to say he's although he is the oldest in the Olympic coven, he is not the oldest vampire. And I was looking at a list, and there's a there was a list of of vampires here like kind of the whole timeline and you would be surprised the people that are older than carlisle obviously well, the members of the Egy- the the members of the egyptian coven 
Yeah. You know, they were the first. Yeah, they're said to be the first of like the vampires. We have Marcus and Marcus is oh so in the movies they made him look old, but Marcus is only supposed to be 19 years old. Yeah. So they kind of I mean, switched they kind of switched it because uh, like Aro is supposed to be in his like 50s like physically 40s 50s and then Marcus is physical oh, same with Caius he's also mm-hmm. physically like in his 40s and then Marcus is physically 19 but they kind of switched it and make Caius the physically younger yeah I like it though because Marcus is born first and then um and then Caius was born and then Aro um Diddy me obviously so the whole Voltori is older than Car- Carlisle um is the Romanian? Um, yes, they are. Um, then we also have um I know for J- sure the twins and Felix Jane and Dimitri. Jane and Alec are older, Kate, Tanya, Irina, Irina, the entire Denali coven, basically. Um even, even the whole um first Quillute shape shifting, um the thing happened before Carlisle was even born. Yeah, like and uh, the that 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 scene that they showed us in Eclipse, where um, that the vampires had like got the Quillu tribe and stuff like that, and then they killed that vampire. That happened before Carlisle was born. And this one surprised me, but Victoria is uh, was born before Carlisle. She's about twenty years older than Carlisle. Yeah, I thought I I saw on like her fan wiki that she was born in like England in like the early 1600s. Yeah, 1663. And it's very surprising because, well, I think of the the 1600s and I think like witchcraft and this like witch trials and all that stuff. So it's very surprising to me that she, she wasn't, you know, maybe she was at some point. I would like to see a story where Victoria was accused of being a witch and ended up killing the town or something <laughs> that should have been her backstory instead of like have you have you read like the her wiki no i haven't oh my gosh so like her backstory is kind of tragic also mm. it's like she was born the way her wiki is now i don't know if the wiki background is the same as the what stephanie meyer put or maybe mm-hmm. it's information that twilight lexicon got and someone put it on there because victoria's backstory is she was born to a very like wealthy it was like she was the she and her sisters were the daughters of a wealthy man and his mistress who was mm-hmm. a maid and then they grew up being his maids also and he was kind of abusive and then um they left and had to fend for their own self and that's kind of how victoria was able to um get her like self-preservation enhanced because she was always sneaky and she was always good at figuring out danger and like Mm. the reason why that how she, she was turned by her older sister who went missing um a year before because she she became a lady of the night she had a pimp and in order to provide for them and she went missing but she really she became a vampire and then she came back changed victoria and then victoria went with her and that's how victoria was in the same coven as heidi Mm -hmm. so 
Yeah, I think it, I, I, I mean, we, this is also an episode that we want to do, but just talking about the backgrounds of the women and how they're all, you know, pretty tragic, tragic and just what that means, I guess, in the terms of Twilight. Um, yeah. So Carla was born in like the late 1600s, kind of like six, on here it's a 1663, but even Carlisle himself isn't like 100% sure, like what he just guesstimates, I guess. So yeah. um, his his growing up, I think like his father was a pastor, correct? And um, his father was also like a monster killer. He hunted vampires and werewolves and uh, witches. So um, that's what Carlisle did. And that was his that was his thing. And the way that he got turned into a vampire was because uh, he was out hunting vampires and a vampire bit him on the hand. And then, which means that it took, it was going to be a very slow and like long, yeah, painful um, transition from his human to a vampire. Um, I believe he hid in like the sewers or he held in like, he hid somewhere. Um, I think it's like a sack of potatoes. Yeah, it was like potatoes or something like that, right? Yeah. And uh, because and he then, knew if his father found him that he was gonna die. Yeah, but, yeah, and um, so he, you know, he hid in potatoes, and I think even there was that there was something that said that he had a, I don't know what made him like decide to like finally like come out. Maybe he was like thirsty or something, but. I, I remember it saying that he like went and like went as far away from people and like went like swimming and like like walking through you know oh yeah I think Edward had mentioned that Carlisle tried to kill himself to figure out like because he didn't he he didn't want to feed on humans that was everything against his morals so it's like he tried to drown himself he fell off a like cliff he did everything he could yeah he he really did not want to be a vampire um because i mean he was like brought up to think that that was bad you know um so yeah here it says one night he was attacked by a vampire left to die on the streets and he knew that he would be rejected by his father and his and stuff he hid himself um in a sack of potatoes and silently endured his painful transition so similar to bella because although bella said that she felt everything about her transition she did not want edward to feel bad or you know whatever so she was in pain and silence basically um so they're similar also like with bella wasn't it like the morphine also kind of made her stiff yeah like she yeah i yeah it was Um, but I mean, Carlisle was very like silent. He did not want it to be, you know, um, so he said that he was horrified. He tried killing himself, like we said, and he failed at everything (laughs) because he's a vampire. Um, but okay. So here it was, it says that he was very hungry. He could not like take it any longer. So he fed on deer. And then that's when he realized that he could avoid feeding on humans. And he made a commitment to stop, ne- to never, ever have human blood and to become a doctor. So he did. 
Yeah, and then like he swam the English Channel, and then because I remember he had to have came to America during the American Revolution because I think that's when he met Garrett. Yeah, because I remember Bella had said in part two she was all like a patriot from when like it was like Carlisle's friend or patriot, you know from the American Revolution, Garrett. So sometime, I don't know when the American Revolution was. That must have been right before the turn of the 17th or I don't know which war it was, but Garrett said he was a part of any American battle. So. Yeah. Yeah, he, he did say that. I mean, yeah. Garrett, we have to do a whole episode on Garrett because he's just... Oh, man. I love him. Um, so after this, he, I mean, there was like a whole bunch of stuff that happened with the Volturi and all these other covens between this, like, you know, before even Carlisle was born or whatever. Um, but he, uh, uh, we're going to skip ahead a little bit. Maybe uh, we can do another episode about the backstory of the Volturi and all of that, uh, because that's like a whole nother thing to unpack. Yeah. Um, all those characters i know there's literally so many that we don't even see in the movies i know i'm so um, mad about that i'm so mad we didn't see chelsea yeah so um it said that he went to go live with the voltory um and i i think i if i'm if i'm mistaken he left because he did just he didn't agree with their ways you know that they would they would kill people yeah, mm. they wanted him to conform to them, and then he was trying to be like, "There's another way," and they, eh. yeah. So then he left to the <laughs> new world, and let's see if it. Let me see if I if I have a time here because I have this timeline written out. Um. So Carlisle was turned in 1663, approximately. And he went to go stay with the Volturi in like the 1700s. Um, okay. And so then continue. He was so he was a vampire by himself for about four, like almost 40 years. So That's, maybe he met Garrett before the War of 1812. Probably. Because I, I, I think it's like very doubtful to say he was by himself. Like he had to have maybe come across. Because I, I remember reading, I don't know, maybe it was in Midnight Sun, but that the vampires in London were kind of like, like, like very like dangerous. Like they kind of like were homeless and, you know, would like, you know, they were like dangerous vampires, you know? I don't know. I mean, yeah. So I think that that's probably another reason why he was terrified of being a vampire. <laughs> yeah um they're more wild so he uh i don't know if we if it says this but when he was in um the voltory he gained the title of stragoni benefici and i'm trying to that means uh, that's where i see a lot of people with this name as their tumblr handle and i for the longest time i remember i was like it was in twilight but mm-hmm. I could never actually figure out what it was. So it means, um, let's see, it's, it means basically that he's a good, like, it means he's a good vampire. Because it says that um, in, a, in Italian, strega or stregone 
and the Romanian Strigoi. Like, sorry if I'm butchering this. If there's any Romanians or Italians listening, I'm so sorry. Um, they both still derive from the Latin strigo, which is said to mean evil spirit, witch, hag, or vampire. But strigoni benefici is actually implying that the myth is about a group of good vampires. So basically it just says, like, he's a good one, you know? Yeah. And I, I get why they called him that, you know? Because he was the one who was like, we're not going to kill people, guys. And they were like, Mm, okay it's kind of like it's kind of a slur (laughs) it's kind of like them like calling him like something like you know like they're kind of making fun of him because i mean he's technically abnormal from the rest of the vampire clans to them they're the they're abnormal They, they don't do the traditional vampire way so yeah that would probably be considered a slur in their world yeah, they were they were totally making fun of him. They were like, "What a loser you are for not eating <laughs> humans." So I don't get a date of when he moved to the new world, but I do have a date for when, um, um, when Esme was born. So she was born in 1895 in Columbus, Ohio, and her full name was Esme Ann Platt. So, yeah. um, then. So Carlisle and Esme first met in 1911, and this is when she was 16, and uh, this was when he's already working as a doctor, and I would like to say that throughout these years that he's like, you know, we don't really have anything about him, he's like moving, going to medical school, like learning, because obviously like medicine has changed so much from like the freaking 1600s to, to whenever he's like, you know, in Fork, so he's going to school I and I think I even I think it was said also that he would make like Edward or like some of the other children go to medical school and like kind of like to keep him up to date. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I think Edward does have a few medical degrees. Yeah, Edward does have a couple medical Edwards. Edward could literally be a doctor, but I think that it's supposed to be like he looks too young to even like be yeah. one. If I was Al- if I was Alice, I would find a really really good, uh, like FX artist, and like just turn them into a vampire and let them like make them look older for everyday life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so yeah. they could like they could continue on. Um. So. <laughs> Let's see. So they met at a hospital after Esme broke her leg, falling out of a tree when she was 16 years old. Um, I don't know if at that point he saw Esme and was like, I want her to be mine. Um. (laughs) Yeah, okay. A lot of people have a problem with this because they think that he was already romantically um, attracted to her. And I know she was to him, and honestly, I can't blame her because when I was 16, I would look at older men, and yeah. I would get like, you know, that, but I don't think he was the same, unless it does say in the book or in canon that he did, and then that's a whole different story that... Yeah, I don't, re- I don't remember this, but at this point, Carlisle is 248 years old. He's old. He's old. <laughs> And he is, uh, but he, if we're talking about like frozen, his frozen age, I guess you can say, he is about, he's 23. 
Yeah. And I so, know, yeah, because Esme is, phys- is like physically the oldest out of them from what I know. Yeah, she's like, I think she might be like 26 or something like that. Yeah. So that's when uh, him and Esme met, right? Um, so we have to talk about Esme a little bit bef- to get to like her and Carlisle, but basically, yeah, at this, at this point, I think Edward has already been turned into a vampire by the time that, cause Edward was turned in 19. He was in 18. So if oh, this was 1911, then this is seven years before he met Edward. Okay. Yes. So we have to talk about a little bit about the other ones to get to like the car to Carlisle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in 1917, Esme was 22 and she mar- married a man named Charles Evanson. He and he was abusive towards her, um, which we can get in. We can get into that. We'll get in. I have a lot to say when we get into that episode. <laughs> yeah, um, but he did leave to go fight in the world 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 War One. Charles Evanson so he and she was kind of free from that while he was um you know there um in September of 1918 uh there there was a Spanish flu epidemic going around and it killed Edward's father and Edward's mother but Edward's mother knew that there was something different about Carlisle and asked him to save her son she wasn't sure like what was wrong like she didn't know that he was a vampire she just suspected that he had like special talents or gifts or whatever and so then that he did in in um in hopes that you know he could start a family because he was longing yeah he had been alone he wanted a companion yeah it was almost 250 years at that point that he had been alone probably about 250 years because uh let's see 1918 and he got turned in 191663. Yeah, so he's 255 years by himself. I and the times that he was with other people, they didn't like have the same views as him, I guess. Yeah. I, is it safe to say that Carlisle has never had a drop of human blood? See, no, okay. I think he has because i remember in unhappy ending chapter seven of um eclipse when rosalie's talking about her backstory she does say um you know my record is is almost as clean as carlisle's um but not because so mate well then again she's never had a drop of blood but she has killed someone Mm-hmm. So maybe he actually, okay, maybe he has, maybe he has um, never tasted blood or killed. Well, he can't say he hasn't killed someone because he technically did kill Edward, Rosalie, and Alice, and Emmett. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like, he's had to like, kind of like, I guess taste blood when he bites them, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. So- he, he has to like, because he has to make sure the venom is going in. So he mm-hmm. probably bites them and he does taste a little bit because so because Rosalie has killed seven humans, mm-hmm. but she never spilled their blood. Esme, but Rosalie, he has Alice. killed no Esme, Rosalie. Four. Yeah, four. Edward, but he's killed four and he actually had to bite them. So I think maybe he did at least taste a little bit. And then that leads me to my next question is so Carlisle has like obviously he has this like like strength to like 
you know, work in a hospital and, you know, not, not be able to kind of like freak out over like all the blood and all these things. Yeah. If there was ever someone that, that, that Carlisle came across, um, like how Edward came across Bella and the, the, her strength, like if their scent was like, you know, super powerful to him, how would that affect Carlisle? Knowing that he's had these so many years of, you know, starting a family and has a wife and all that. And would he be able to control it after so many years of not having human blood? Yeah, because like Emmett had that twice and he killed them like that. So I don't know how Carlisle would react. And I feel like maybe he would be tempted, but he would feel so guilty if he went through with it that that's what stops him. Yeah, I think, yeah, I feel like he would, he would be similar to Ed. Well, Edward really wanted to kill Bella, but he would feel really bad. Like, you know, like, yeah, he would be like, I, why, why is that? Why am I even, you know, why is this happening? Um, That's why I just want Stephanie to write like a whole book of like the Cullen's memoirs where it's all of them before they became a family. It would be super (laughs) cool for, okay, this is an idea for a Carlisle book. If Stephanie Meyer ever wrote it, it's like, carlisle's diary so every day it starts with like september yeah september 18th 2000 you know whatever whatever i think that that would be so cool carl is the type of person to me that would keep a memoir because he's so old and he's had so many experiences i I bet he has tons of diaries yeah like he has a whole shelf in his office that bella said was like a whole library and all of it is just maybe one book is a hundred pages and that's a whole century yeah that would be so cool that would be amazing oh we should if if stephanie doesn't do it we're doing that and we're writing a fanfic and that's gonna be it we can we can do it like you do you do one century i do the next (laughs) got you girl let's see if we were to go from the events so breaking dawn took place in what year 2000 like okay so twilight was 2005 and it takes new moon is in also 2005 eclipse in 2006 breaking dawn is in 2006 wait but is that like accurate to the no it's like 2007 it's 2007 what no wait no no 2006 2006 2006 okay okay no it's sorry my i was okay so we're going from 2007 minus 16 oh wait i messed up 1663 from the day that he turned into a vampire 344 that's only 344 pages yes oh it could be like almost had four complete books it could be like century one or like title it like 1663 through 1770 you know whatever volume one this century volume two the next century carlisle has definitely kept record because he would also want to keep track of like new things that came out like like you said there's new things in medicine all the time he probably would want to keep track of it imagine think back imagine the pages of when he's trying to kill himself and he could like and but it would be so cool if he had like bullet points and it'd be like jump off a cliff drown myself and it, it's like it, he's not writing anything he's just like crossing them out 
That'd be so. <laughs> and at the end, it's like at the at the end after all the bullets, it just says inconclusive. <laughs> Come on, this would be such a good idea, Stephanie. Nobody wants Renesmee and Bella. I mean, Renesmee and Jacob. Yeah, we want the Carlisle memoirs. That's it. If 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 she oh. If not, we're do- we're doing it. If like, if not, we are totally doing that because that would be literally the coolest thing ever. And please, like you know, have Peter come back or hell. I know Emmett. No, but I know Kellen said ten years ago in an interview, like I want to be Carlisle when we make the sequels. So <laughs> let him do it. It would be so funny. Like, not funny, but the days that like. You know, because I feel like he's the type of person who every every night he's like writing, you know, whatever. So like the day that he met Esme, like uh, today I had a 16 year old girl came in. She was very like infatuated with me, like, you know, but those are just like, you know, teenage girls, you know how they are, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, they're all crushing. And then but and then it'd be so cool for the day that she got married, he put like saw so-and-so in the paper today it turns out she got married or whatever imagine oh and then so something uh, that I see so something that I see a lot um after since we're talking about Edward uh Carlisle turning Edward and wanting to start a family um on TikTok is people saying like why does he want to start a family like they assume that he would have no paternal instincts because he's 23 but I disagree because I think that people in that time would have would start families like super early like they would be like teenagers or like like they would be young and start families so if anything he's a little old to you know yeah Yeah, because back then it was normal for their lifespan to be between like you know 40 50 years so they would like as soon as women like I know back during like the Jane and Alec era which is like the Angelican like mm-hmm. first and like first millennium is once the females got their period they were automatically like throved and they had to start having children mm-hmm. so Carlisle definitely would be at the age where if he wasn't married and had kids people would be like what are you doing he was probably an oddity at his time even like because I feel like God, I'm well, to be fair, like at that, at that time, maybe like, I mean, some girls get their periods like as early as nine. I know someone who got it at nine. I didn't get my TMI everyone, but yeah, I didn't sorry. get mine until I was 14. I was, I was in sixth grade. So I was 11. Yeah. Maybe, 11, 12. Um, so just think from a nine to 12 year old, they sometimes would not marry people who were you know, in their age range, maybe sometimes I would feel like they would, you know, I mean, sometimes it'd be like way, you know, whatever older, but let's say that like by 15, every boy, every eligible boy and girl by 15 would probably be married, probably have children already. So Carlisle was like a super oddity. If he was 23 years old and had no kids and had no wife, and was a vampire hunter with his dad. <laughs> and that's another thing. I feel like his dad, who was a pastor, would probably also at that time would push him to find someone. Yeah. Like, because then he would have to take over and then his son would take over. 
Jets because they were always about that like lineage. So I'm just so you know it makes me wonder what if maybe because I doubt Car Carlisle always was I think someone Edward described in Midnight Sun. He tried to keep his thoughts to himself because he didn't want Edward to like constantly know or like he didn't want to like and also Edward would try to tune him out seeing he wasn't invading his privacy but it makes me wonder what if maybe we don't know it but what if Carlisle did have someone or you know a family yeah. before but he couldn't go back to them well so here it says that in the 17th century in England um, it was about 12 to 14, uh, 12 years for women and 14 years of age for men. To get so, married. To get married, like, yeah, to, you know, do all of that. Um, and then also the, it says also here, like, the oldest that they would kind of do that is, like, between 17 and 21. So, like, so he was already two years over. So they're, like, maybe, we don't know if, like, maybe they had a marriage lined up. We don't know any of that, you know? Um, yeah but that's why to me it's like it makes sense for him to have these parental like um like like instincts because you know he at that time would have probably had kids and a wife you know and maybe you know maybe he had siblings and he had to take care of them so that's another yeah. thing okay so he turns edward into a vampire thus formed the olympic coven which is just you know him and edward um and then in 1919, so what's his face? Charles, uh, as May's husband, was gone for like two years for the war, but he came back in 1919. Um, and then as gets pregnant by 1920, but then she ended up leaving her husband because he was abusive. Um, she something yeah. better for her child. Yes. Then uh, Esme does give birth. I was under the the impression, did she not have a still stillborn? No, she gave birth to her son and then he caught a fever three days later. And okay. that's what killed him. So he was only three days old. So her baby, yeah. after she gives birth, her baby dies. And she tried to commit suicide by jumping off of a cliff. Um, she survived, though. She was like dying, you know? Yeah. Um. And then she was brought into, you know, for Carlisle to take care of her. And Carlisle decides in that moment, I think he realized like, oh, this is like the girl that I, you know, had helped. I think I'm pretty sure he realized that that was her, turned her into a vampire. Yeah, I think he recognized her. Um, turned her into a vampire and then they fall in love and she joins the Olympic Coven. So that is so that is where we are at so far. So this is about, this is in 1921. Oh, we also have to, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't sometime after he changed Edward and before Esme, Edward and Carlisle ran into Siobhan and Maggie? Because I remember Midnight Sun, but I can't remember if it was before or after Esme came into the picture. I thought it was before because Edward had said that it was years after the incident with Siobhan that he had, had left. You know, he had rebelled. So here, it might have been after because here it says between 1921 
1927 to 1931 is when Edward was gone. Okay. And basically, um, Edward left Carlisle because he kind of realized, you know, that like he at that time he thought that that Edward was or that Carlisle was like oppressing him from yeah. from like his full potential because he read Chauvin's mind and she was like how like how is she getting this kid to like follow him and like he would yeah. be so much more powerful and like all this stuff so he's keeping him from his true nature yeah basically and then I also thought it was super cute we this is uh, this is not in the timeline I have here but we find it out in Midnight Sun that like Carlisle would like have Christmases with Edward when I read that I actually kind of started crying because I was just like I thought about when was the last time that he had a true Christmas yeah literally could you Um, imagine them decorating the tree together (laughs) I cannot also what uh, or do we do we know Carlisle was Catholic yeah he was Catholic Catholic. I think he was Angelican and but that's also a denomination of like Catholics. I think he was. Let me wait. Okay, let me look it up because I thought his dad was an Angelican priest. Yes, he was. Um, it was. Yes, I'm. I just searched. It's Angelican. Okay. Which is still part of Christianity. It's just they i forget what's the diff okay like i really don't understand the differences between angelican baptist and all that but i just know that they all stem from christianity yeah basically there's there's a lot so if we kind of look at it like us i'm i'm very into and i have this on my phone too i'm very into like certain like religious timelines because a lot of the um things kind of stem so between 2300 bce to 1500 bce there was hinduism uh, from 600 to 500 bce there's judaism um then you get buddhism christianity islam and I, so angelican is between i think in the christian area era if i'm if i'm not mistaken and obviously yeah. before before the Hinduism, I think like they had paganism and you know all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. I just know that like they were I I know England is majority Angelican because I watched I watched like the crown and mm. like the Queen of England is head of the Angelican Church. So that's like their main um diminution. Yeah. Same with like yeah. So two years after Edward um, came back to be with Carlisle and Esme. Um, that's when, um, um, in April of 1933, we get Rosalie joins the the family because she had, you know, some tragic thing. I don't want to get too much into it because we have an episode yeah. planned for that. But basically, she was assaulted very badly, and then um carlisle basically smelt because she was bleeding out smelt her blood and uh followed that got her saved her turned into a vampire um but his reasoning that kind of gets me like really carlisle (laughs) yeah so his reasoning was so that he so he saw her and he was like well i i feel like he would have saved her either way 
but yeah. there was another agenda and he i think he was he went in it, in it with the mindset like maybe she could be a, a good mate for edward because edward was lonely at this point <laughs> yeah he's a 17 year old boy he's has 17 year old feelings so um that's that um then uh, in 1935, that's when uh, Emmett was brought into the family by Rosalie. Um, he joined. He, he and Emmett just took it with a grain of salt, and he he loved it. That okay. That's the thing is, I I have we can also get into this into another episode. But my thing with Emmett is like he embraced his new life, all that. But it's all like he didn't he have like sisters and brothers and a whole family and it's like I want to know like did they at least like did he at least maybe go and see if they were okay or did he just I don't know I can't see Emmett as someone I can't see Emmett as someone who just forgets his whole family especially because he was 20 he was also like in his 20s and Mm. he probably would have been like the head of the house having to take care of all these siblings yeah, I think it might. It, I, I honestly, it just depends on like what Carla, I what rules Carlisle had for them. I guess maybe yeah. that was like his thing because we do see in life and death, like when Bo gets turned at the end, like they, you know, Bella's dead. You know. Yeah, um, and didn't didn't in Midnight Sun? Um, didn't I don't know if it was in Midnight Sun and in Twilight. Didn't Edward say that Carlisle made? Evan and the family go to the funeral of the person he had killed without like without thought because they were his blood singer yeah I I also uh yeah because that's what I was gonna say that maybe maybe because obviously if if he were to just go missing his family would look for him so they probably had to find like another hiker and fuck him up yeah (laughs) i'm like i don't know (laughs) they had to get another look at what they did look at what they did with um with (laughs) Bo. yeah so they they found another hiker fucked him up and made it look like a bear attack and then took him in and then you know told his family that's probably what happened and then they had a funeral and emmett probably attended his funeral from the distance like Bo did okay Side note, before we continue, did you know that the coven that Jasper was in was called the Mexican coven? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, um, where, where did I see that? I saw it on, um, I think it was the illustrated guide. They, well, it had him and he was part of Maria and the Mexican coven. Wow. <laughs> what a, that's crazy. Okay. So, after um, Emmett was turned and joined the family, shortly after in 1936, like right after, because they probably had to leave from wherever they were at. Um, I think they were in New York. Because we know that uh, Rosalie was turned in 1933 um, and, and they were in New York. Then they moved Emmett, where was Emmett born? Do we have that? Hold on. I he's, from, he's from he's from Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Oh, so they moved from Gatlinburg, Tennessee to Forks, Washington. So they're literally everywhere. Well, you know what we need? This would be, okay, I'm going to cut this out, but this would be a really cool idea for a 
up merch is a, a roadmap showing everywhere that they've gone that we know of. And so it's, cool. And we could sell like a poster. Oh my God. I would, that poster idea, I would have that on my wall. Literally. It's like yes. the, the Cullen roadmap. And we could go from, you know, from, I, 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 we can look at the timeline and just do our best to, you know, mark everywhere that they've been. And I think that'd be really, really cool. Yes. I love an idea. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Back. <laughs> so they go from, they go from uh, Tennessee to Forks and I have the date here in 1936. And that's when they made the treaty with the, with the Quileute tribe. Um, so th- I don't know if they where they went after. Um, oh, I okay. Well, I'm not sure if it was no, 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 no. I can't. I got that wrong. Okay, because yeah, I got that wrong because they went. I I got that timeline. I was about to say I thought they went to Alaska, but no, they went to they were in Alaska before they came back to Forks. I mm-hmm. feel like I feel like maybe they were in Canada. I want to say they were somewhere in Canada. Oh, for for Emmett. After they left Forks, after the first time. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Pro- probably or Alaska. One of because you know they they go back and forth. Yeah, I have a date. And they try not and they try not to stay in Alaska too long because I think Edward had mentioned that all of them with the Denali's kind of sparks a little too much like suspicion. So. They probably wouldn't have been there too long. Yeah, they probably just go for like, I would say maybe a couple months or something, you know? Yeah. It's like they're, I want to say that that's kind of like their home base a little bit because it's like, they, that's like, I feel like that and Forks is where they like frequent, you know? Yeah. Most. Um. So then after um, Alice and Jasper joined the Olympic Club in 1950, um, two years after they ended up joining each other and you know being together um then let's see let's see let's see they finally move oh go don't close it all the way so that it doesn't okay um they end up moving back to forks um, in 2003, back to Forks in 2003 after almost 70 years, um, they moved back and Rosalie and Emmett and Jasper started high school as sophomores and Edward and Alice begin as freshmen, which is like, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, I get, I get it with Rosalie and Jasper because they're supposed to be twins. Yeah. So... But then and the I movies guess, didn't even do that. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Um, let's see. Where am I? You, you know, for the longest time, I did not know Jasper's last name because I had only ever thought of him as Hale. But then it wasn't until I rewatched Eclipse, you know, during the pandemic that his name was Whitlock. And I was like, what? Yeah. Um, how funny! So in in um in 
in the fandom wiki, you can like edit it. Like people can go on and edit it themselves. And whoever edited this one put, he is the hottest character in all of Twilight. <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of people with making Jasper edits on TikTok with the new Renaissance and people saying he really was the hottest. And I mean, Jackson Rathbone is a very attractive man. Yeah, he is. Um, I loved him in Criminal Minds. <laughs> Forgot that he did that. <laughs> um, then, let's see. So they move. So the presence of the... this is So this is what... Um, I think people have controversy about this. So when they move back to Forks and uh, Carlisle, what a sweet man. He has the audacity to call Billy Black and tell him, hey, it's me, Carlisle Cullen. And Billy Black was an asshole. He was so mean. He, was- he kind of like, yeah, I, I saw, especially on Tumblr, when before I like left Twilight Tumblr, I saw a lot of debate on this with with um that phone call. Yeah, so he, he called, Carlisle called Billy and, and told him, um, you know, it's me, Carlisle Cullen, just to let him know like that the tree is back on. And I don't know, if at, I think at this point, I really do think that Billy was probably one of the only members of the Quileute tribe who believed that they were real. Yeah. You know, because they had, he, their, they had their stories remember, and stuff. Yeah, and I think in the illustrated guide, it says that Billy actually saw his grandfather um, face. Mm. So he believed it. Yeah. And it says here that the presence of the the Cullens caused Sam to shapeshift, uh, to become a shapeshifting werewolf because they, you know, um, but we do know that in order to, for them to shift, they have to, do they have to smell it? Is it just the presence of them? Because um, I know there was a debate also on TikTok that, you know, that the Cullens were you know had hand in having you know in in um in the shifting of the 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 of the boys that had to shift and leah but we i i I was talking to cherish about this and we were like the one that i feel like the only one who was like really affected by the cullens being enforced was probably just jacob because he would come in contact with bella and bella would come in contact with the cullens and so maybe that, um, or, or we were like, well, maybe could it, could it not have been like, um, like nomads, you know, passing through their land because we don't well, know. Yeah. That's the, okay. Cause that's the thing. I, by the time Jacob and the rest of them had phased, the Collins had already left. Sam was the only one who had. So I feel like Sam was the re the Collins were the reason for Sam phasing, but I think it was Victoria co- constantly coming back that caused the rest of them to phase. Yeah. And maybe even Jacob, because, yeah. because Jacob didn't even phase until, you know, New Moon. 
Yeah. Um, after Edward a, was gone. Yeah, and like I cannot, and like about the phone call with Billy being, you know, very dismissive and um all that with the Cullen. Sorry, I'm like moving my grandma's medicine. You're fine. Um, shit, and my phone just fell. I can kind of understand why Billy was like that because he probably was scared, like, oh my God, like they're coming back. But also he knew what this was going to mean for his son. And mm-hmm. he probably would have rather had it been him than his son who had to face. Yeah, I, I get that. Um, let's see. So I have a couple of um, other things. So Let's see, let's see, let's see. Where am I? Okay, so here. One of the first vampires uh, Carlisle met after his transformation was Alistar, who yeah. was very, who was shunned by, uh, who was very shunned and, you know, whatever. But since Carlisle was alone for so long that he, you know, um, he, he was able to get Alistar to respond because apparently, like, I guess he was just very, like, you know, to himself. Yeah. Um, okay, so here says Carlisle worked in Columbus. That's where he, that, that's where Esme, that's where he met Esme in Columbus. Um, was Edward, where was Edward born? Edward was born in Chicago. He's from Chicago. Oh. So... He had to have went from Ohio to Chicago and then back to Ohio. But then again, maybe not Ohio because I thought Esme left Ohio. Oh, that or is just, true. She did. Maybe she moved to Chicago. Yeah. That's something because, that we need to... Yeah, that's another thing. Like, he went from Ohio to Chicago and Esme at some point had left um, Ohio. So... Either she went to Chicago or she just so happened to go to the place where Carlisle and Edward were next. Okay, here. It says not it says um Carlisle and Edward after from after New York moved to Ashland, Wisconsin, where Carlisle smelled the blood of a familiar woman that was taken to the hospital morgue, believed to be deceased, and but it was Esme. So in so, Wisconsin. Okay. So this, this roadmap is starting to need be need to be a thing. Um bro, we're gonna look like that one meme of the guy from that one like show where he's like got the cigarette and he's pointing at all the freaking things. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be us. Um okay. Um let's see, let's see, let's see. They moved to Forks. He, you know. So they went from Chicago to there to Wisconsin, you said? And then they went back to, at some point they went back to Rochester. They went to New York and then they went, uh, Emmett was in Tennessee. Tennessee, then, but we don't know. Wait, hold on. Now, was was he in, I know, I know Emmett was in Tennessee, but I'm not sure were the Cullens there because I thought it said that Rosalie had carried him almost, a hundred miles. Like hundred or so miles. Hundred thousand miles or something. What's so a, they must what's have been like miles from Gatlinburg, Tennessee. <laughs> that's probably like Virginia. 
<laughs> like, we really, I mean, geez. They were everywhere. They were everywhere. Um, let's see, let's. So he was their chief, he was the Forks Hospital chief doctor um, because he had been a doctor for over two centuries. And he has uh, a black Mercedes S55 AMG, which I don't, you know. That's a nice car. He got yeah. the Benz. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, so then I'm... whenever they are hunting James, it's Edward, Carlisle, and Emmett. Rosalie and Esme stayed back to watch Charlie and make sure that Victoria, whatever. And then uh, and then Alice and Jasper were with Bella. Ooh, should we kind of touch in on his thoughts with Bella? Like, remember the dining room scene in Midnight Sun? And it's obvious, like, it's Rosalie and Jasper against Edward and Alice and, like, Esme and Carlisle, like, in the middle. But I couldn't tell was... I don't even know where, like, did Carlisle vote with Carlisle, Carlisle vote with Edward? Or did he kind of be like, oh, did it, we also have to talk about his role in Port Angeles. Yeah, we do. So um, in Midnight Sun, we learned that <laughs> that the Cullen family had like a meeting, you know, to talk oh, about about me. Edward and to talk about how he was, you know, falling in, you know, whatever with Bella. I think, I feel like uh, Carlisle was like, whatever, if you want to leave, we will leave with you kind of deal. Yeah. Um, and then it wasn't, in, and then, you know, because he did not want Edward to kill Bella. Um, you know, they had a life set up there and, you know, she was like, her, he, she, you know, she has a, a father that cares about her and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And then I think that it wasn't until he realized that Edward was in love with Bella that he was like, ah, I see what, what's <laughs> happening here. So I think he, I, he was always just like, Edward, whatever you want, you know? Whenever yeah. when Edward decided to leave, I re, I do remember Carlisle telling him like you know Esme's gonna be upset, and he oh. was like, well you know. But you, you know I kind of okay I know Carlisle would be that dad who was like I love all my kids equally, but down inside I think Edward is his favorite because that was his first. Yeah. So I, I think like even though he said like Esme would be sad, I think he underlining is trying to tell him. I would be very sad. Yeah, like, and he, he even asked him, like, how long will you be gone? And he was, like, not sure. But Edward left. Um, and I then, um, as Edward is, like, doing all his, like, you know, stalkery stuff and that whole thing happened in Port Angeles with Bella and the and the, the guys who were trying to assault her, um, yeah. they, uh, Edward really wanted to go back and kill the guys. But Carla yeah. was like, Carla was like, no, like you don't want this on your, on your conscious. So it, I don't know if you want to explain what he, what Carlisle did. So he go, he drops Bella off and then he goes back to Carlisle and tells Carlisle everything. And like, it, like you said, he's like, I want to kill these guys. So Carlisle and him were like, no, but I have an idea. They go back to Port Angeles. They don't drive. They, well, I think they both drive there, but then Edward drives back to Forks. Carlisle's yeah. like, you head back. I'll handle this. Because he had to point out, like, who they were, where they were, what they were thinking. So mm. Carlisle, I think, um, he, 
sees the guy in a bar or something and mm-hmm. he kind of gets him drunk or waits till he's drunk enough and then he takes them to the freaking like police department or he sets him up with something and mm. incriminates himself so then the guy is taken and doesn't have a clue and he can't identify carlisle because he's so out he's so out of it yeah and so yeah so basically like he he got this guy you know these guys and i remember edward saying that he saw the guy's face on the news or something like that or someone had saw the guy's face on the news yeah so he um, had a record they were looking for him yeah so he just he's such a smart guy um let's talk about his looks a little because he's you know super handsome Mm. he described as looking like a model um he's supposed to have collar length blonde hair six foot two a well-toned medium frame gentle eyes um and that um that he described to look like a movie star and charlie also said that a lot of the nurses could not concentrate on their work when he was around um but you know, Carlisle is is a married man. He he has only sight for, and he's a devoted. Yeah. Also, it says that he's supposed to have a little bit of an English accent from his youth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think it would be a strong accent because he's been so mm-hmm. he's so old and he's been gone from um, England for so long that I don't think he would have the accent but he it would still be there which is why i was really hoping like you know the rest of the cullens would have like their origin accent because you know esme would have a like a northern midwestern so would edward because chicago rosalie would have a new york jasper and alice and emma would all have southern so it's all like mm-hmm. I, I want to see, I'm going to make an edit and we'll post it and I'll post it on the Instagram, but I want to see all of the Cullens as like how they would look in their time. Cause well, we get Rosalie a little bit, right? And we, we get, get Jasper. And we get Jasper, but we don't really get Edward. We don't really get Carlisle. Well, we get a little bit, but we get his from his time in like with the Voltori. We don't get yeah. Esme. We don't get <laughs> Emmett, which he's from Tennessee in like not a very good time of history either so i'm yeah. like well you know um, yeah and we don't Neither and, is alice like alice is also she's from biloxi mississippi in 19 like 20 yeah so so, <laughs> so. Well, maybe maybe people you know people are always like alice would never allow jasper to be racist and i'm like um, I mean, I love Alice, but even I can say and tell, like, girl, she would probably at least do some microaggressions. That's, that's why I'm like, if she, if she um, was from that, I could understand. Okay, let's say that, you know, they have evolved and they're like, you know, it's wrong, whatever, you know, that time. But people are, that's why I'm like, well, maybe she would be able to forgive him for like his past because you know maybe she didn't have the best past either you know yes because you know mississippi um and then also i she was different it's also you know you can also tell 
from like her family upbringing that like they thought that she because she could she had powers when she was human and they thought she was crazy and put her in a mental hospital you know yeah um so i mean that's also very telling of that time and place and the fact that like it wasn't uncommon for families to say that their child was dead when they when they committed them because i mean alice's headstone has the year that she was committed as her death date yeah um so all of, we know that most of the people in carlisle's coven the olympic coven um have powers that's why they're called the olympic coven so edward can read minds alice can see the future jasper is, has his like little mood voodoo stuff emmett is super strange esme we know is like like she doesn't have like a power that like you you can but i guess it's like her her care like her like she's yeah. Her maternal instincts and like her passion for love is more enhanced. Yeah, and then Carlisle's is compassion, motivated self control. That's like kind of his superpower, I guess you can say. Yeah. Um. And we got Bella as a shield. Yeah. Um. And Renesmee is a bundle of powers because she's got like two. Yeah, she's like it's crazy. I wonder, ooh, food for thought. Could we, we talked about that possibly that we talked about how powers could possibly be passed down from parents or you know, bloodlines. What if Carlisle having this like extra control of being like super compassionate, like if that's his power, right? If we're saying that that's his power. What if just because he had this power that he was able to pat, like, whoever he bites will ultimately always have powers? Um, I think you're onto something. You know? You know, and it just, when we talk about Carlisle's power, I can't help but think of the Jimmy Kimmel um, interview with the Eclipse cast when the movie came out. And, like, Peter um, is just so, like, yeah, I mean, he's got compassion, but that's not really, like, a thing like you can't just smite the Volturi with compassion <laughs> Peter That's it was true. so funny in that interview and I'm all like come on Peter you can be you know how you see the good in everyone they can be the worst person in the world you didn't want to kill James yeah so that's what I'm saying so like compassion and his like self control is like his power so what if he had like what if he has like magic venom I don't know you know like if Ed, if since Edward has a power, if Edward were to bite someone and turn them into a vampire, would they also have a power? Questions, Stephanie. What is it? Tell us. I don't know. Maybe they would have a power, but definitely maybe something from their human life would be enhanced because she kind of made it canon that things from their human life get it more enhanced yes. when they become. Because I think. Edward had said that as a human, he was always kind of aware of what someone was thinking and was able to mm. tell. That's true. So maybe you just have to to pick them, real, real. You have to pick the <laughs> the good one. Yeah, and um, I mean, I mean, Carlisle definitely has. I'm surprised Carlisle isn't like Elizar, who can tell different powers because he seems to pick the ones who mm-hmm. have it. Yeah. Maybe he does, you know? Um, 
So Carlisle has a, has his own theory as to why certain vampires have enhanced abilities. So he he believes that they bring something from their previous life into their new vampire existence, which we see with Bella. Um, you know he he says after three hundred it says here after three hundred years of practice he's no longer tempted by the scent of human blood. He's able to so that's why he's able to, you know, um, like be around in a hospital. Um, I'm trying to get to the part where it talks about. I know it's here. We see Peter. Okay, maybe it's not here. Let's see. <clears throat> so, Carlisle Cohen is richer than Tony Stark. I can't believe that! Tony Stark literally built weapons from his father. How is Carlisle? Well, then again, Carlisle had powers to cheat. That's true. So, it says here that um, he is... Carlisle is over three times as rich as Tony Stark. So from 2002 to 2013, Forbes released the richest fictional characters yearly. In 2013, Carlisle came in at number three. They reported that he made $46 billion, that Tony Stark only made $12.4 billion. And he came in at number four. So this is because... Um, they're super, they're super rich. So basically, um, Carlisle is hundreds of years old, and he has a daughter, Alice, who can predict the stock market. Um, and that's why they are super rich. And also, yes. Okay, this kind of gets me because Breaking Dawn ends in 2007. You know, or it, like it was just Christmas 2007 with the confrontation in the books. So did Alice predict the stock market crash and how did it affect the Cullens? Yeah, I bet she did. And I bet that they were okay because she was able to figure it like figure yeah. they were, maybe had to pull their money out and put it like in a. So it says here that um, he has an 11 figure fortune <sighs> and he one he's a doctor so that pays well but that dog that money that dog money dog that he gets from being a doctor is like like nothing. throw it in the trash it's nothing compared to how much money he has um the fact that he's not my sugar daddy is kind of disrespectful literally um <laughs> and it's om and it was my birthday and your birthday so carlisle um come through come on you gotta treat us he bought Esme an island. Literally. Um, so it says here that he has over 300 years of interest on his accounts. Which, one, how the heck do they not clock that? Exactly! Okay, this is what I want to know. How did they not see his name and be like, wait a minute, that name's been around for a while. Maybe. I, I would say maybe. Just Maybe. <laughs> It's like a thing where they think that it's like a family member who has passed it on to a family member of the same name. You know how like people mm. always name their kids after them? It could be they think that, which would be smart, you know? Yeah. Um, He's like the fifth Carlisle Cullen. It is written 
but he is an early backer of IBM, Apple, East India Company Investment. No, <laughs> no, no. Is that okay? Is that canon? I don't know, but it said that Stephanie has that, 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 that that's what it is. That if Forbes wrote that about Carlisle. So where are they getting this from? It has to be Where do you get your information, um, Forbes? I You telling me that my man's Carlisle Cullen has a thing in my iPhone? He's the reason it exists. He was an early backer, it says. Um so it says that the Cullens don't have to use their money for things other than travel and upkeep of their several estates and properties. Um, since they don't need to eat or drink, they don't have to spend money on food or water. Um, and that Alice uh, well, does splurge on anything designer, you know, so they spend money on that. I mean, and the fact that, and it makes me, okay, they obviously don't get jobs, do they? They probably can't, even though I totally, totally see Rosalie as someone having her own garage. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't get paid, but I'm sure that Carlisle has given them money or yeah. I, maybe, maybe they can, maybe they can get a job. I can see like Emmett, Rosalie, Jasper getting jobs. Maybe not Alice and Edward though. I think Esme would, well, Esme is like an architect, so I feel like yeah. she would design. I could see, I do, we do have an episode about jobs that we think that they would have if they were not attending high school. So that's an episode that we want to have too. Maybe we'll do a poll or something. Like I'll like make a list be like, okay, guys, we're going to do a, what episode do you want next? <laughs> competition. Yeah, and, it's, and it's like, I can see Rosalie, Jasper, and Emmett having like, jobs that are kind of like careers but not Alice and Edward because they're physically younger than everyone else so they would all like no one's gonna hire them for like a full-time career because they're gonna get suspicious after a while yeah and we do know that Bella was super like uncomfortable talking about you know um like their money and I don't know if I don't know if it was is is this did this happen? I haven't read New Moon in a long time, but did Edward give Bella money? Yes. So in a New Moon outtake, it was an outtake that yes. never actually got into the printed release of New Moon, which I really think they should have kept because I think it kind of just shows that like the Cullens and like their money state, but also Bella as like her personality and how she doesn't accept that type of stuff because he does. He sends her a like a duffel bag or a package and it's full of money and it's to pay for her college tuition. And she was going to chuck it through the Cullen house window. And I can't remember what she actually did with that. I think she took it back to the bank and was all like, I don't want this. Put it back in their account or yeah. yeah. And um she did she did it out of spite because she was pissed at him and she was all like i ain't gonna let you pay for my college tuition after you left me like this mm-hmm. queen exactly um and yeah so he's just a, this rich doctor immortal doctor who and who's buys hot. his wife islands and he's that's, hot <laughs> that's gold and he's hot yeah and 
he's a dilf and king yeah literally um i also read that he at some point was a college medical um doc like a professor so that's that i mean that's that's the rundown about carlisle cullen guys we get into your segment i i have said on the podcast before that i have a problem guys i am a very i have a very bad problem with buying books and then just just to look at them don't um tell me that because i'm in the same boat yeah um books and reading them are two different hobbies yes and i i think i have a hot i like to read occasionally but buying books is my favorite thing so I went to Barnes and Noble, and I had promised myself that I would not step foot into Barnes and Nobles until I finished the reading the books that I got last time. But obviously today I had to go do lesson plans with one of my coworkers, and she chose Barnes and Nobles. So I walked I'm in, and, and no less than five seconds of me walking in, I see a book, and I was like, I want it. I picked it up, and then she was like, You're gonna get that, and I was like, Yeah. She's like, Oh, have you read it? Like you, you know what it's about? And I said, No. <laughs> I was like, I will know right now, but I want it. But first, I got these really cute, like, moon poem thingies that you stick on your fridge. It's so cute. It's a I love yeah. those. Okay. So let me, my first book. This is the book that I walked in. It's called Beheld by oh. Tara Shea Nesbitt. I'm 100% sure that this is about the Salem Witch Trials. <gasps> yeah. Oh, actually, well, okay. It's about... It's about, um, let's see, let's see. Mm, yeah, it is about, you know, it is about the Salem Witch Trials. I'm pretty, uh, it's just about like, uh, oh, so it's not about the Salem Witch Trials, but it is about the first murder after the, um, after the Plymouth like pilgrims came. So about oh. their first murder and trying to like figure out. I, I guess, love those type of books. Yeah, the history and stuff like that. Trees. So that was the first. This is the book I picked up and I was like, I need this book. So I got that. Then the second book, let's see if I have them in order. One, yes, okay. The second book I got was called oh, the sticker. I hate it. I hate the stickers they put on books. Okay, it's called Vampires, Hearts, and Other Dead Things. I love that cover. That cover is so pretty. Yes, and it's by Margie Fustin. The back says you can have a heart heartbeat and still be dead. Oh, oh my gosh. I so might says, have to get this. I'm, I'm going to read it. It says, Victoria and her dad have shared a love of the undead since the first vampire revealed his existence on live TV. Public fear soon drove the vampires back into hiding. Yet Victoria and her father still dream about finding one together. But when her dad is diagnosed with terminal cancer, it's clear that's not going to happen. Instead, Victoria vows Messi, stop. <laughs> she's trying to call the she's trying to call the kitten, which is asleep right here on, on the thing. She she's calling him to go eat, is what she's doing. Um Victoria found found to find vampire by herself so that she can become one and sit, then save her father. 
I'm, this is gonna make me cry. I already know. It. I have a feeling that's gonna make me. Oh, I'm you already crying. I'm already crying thinking about it. Armed with research, speculations, and desperation, and helped by her estranged best friend, Henry, Henry, Victoria travels to New Orleans in search of a miracle. Then she meets there. She meets Nicholas, a mysterious young man who might give her what she desires. But first, she needs Vic, he needs Victoria to prove she loves life enough to live forever. She agrees to a, to complete a series of challenges from scarfing sugar-drenched benets to singing with the jazz band, um, all to show she has what it takes to be immortal, but truly living while her father is dying feels like a betrayal. Victoria must figure out how to experience joy and grief at once, trusting all that while that Nicholas will hold up his end of the bargain, because the alternative is too impossible to imagine. Oh, that just sounds like it's gonna hurt. Do you, what? So, do you ever do this? Um, like go to the like last page and read the last sentence, just to see. No, no, I I don't. But I usually go and read the first page. The first page. So I like to read the. I won't read it out loud, but I'm gonna. Let's see. Oh, I. Hold on. Oh no. No, Raven. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna read it because it's not. It does not spoil anything. Empty things can be filled again. Is the last line. Oh, that's it. I'm. I'm okay. So the next book I got. Stupid stickers. I hate these stickers, dude. Okay, it's called the Nature of Witches. Oh, that cover. It is a beautiful cover. And it's like, it's like not like a drawing. It's like a girl and there's like leaves everywhere and a tornado in the background and thunder and lightning by Rachel Griffin. Um, why did I get this book? I think, okay, this is why. It's, uh, it's, so right here it says, Clara Densmore is an ever witch. So now that tells me that there's, different types of witches probably in this book Ooh. so here it says for centuries witches have maintained the climate their power peaking in the season of their birth but their control is faltering as the atmosphere atmosphere becomes more erratic all hope lies with clara whose rare magic is tied to every season wow in autumn clara wants nothing to do with her power it's wild and vo vo volatile and the price of her magic losing the one she loves is too high despite the need to control the increasingly dangerous weather. In winter, the world is on the precipice of disaster, fire, burn, storm, rage, and Clara finally accepts that she's the only one who can make a difference. In spring, she falls for Sang, the witch training her. As her magic grows, so do her feelings for him, until she's terrified Sang will be the next one she loses. In summer, Clara must choose between her power and her happiness, her duty and the people she loves, before she loses everything. From a stunning new voice comes a story about a powerful witch who must decide if using her vol volatile magic to help the world is worth the price of losing the person she loves the most oh that sounds spicy and then the last book because i have been in search for all the colleen hoover books but oh they're they're selling out like nobody's fucking business and i really wanted to get it ends with us but they're all of her books were sold out except for all your perfects so, oh my god, I want to read that. I got it just because it was Colleen Hoover, and I was like, 
this is might be the only book that I can find of hers because they were saying like she's been selling out real quick, but that they ordered they ordered some last week, so they should be in this week. So I'm gonna go check tomorrow and month and Tuesday. I'm gonna go oh, check all, all the. Days. I was gonna say, girl, I will get you it right now on Amazon and send it to you because literally, I really want it ends with us. But Ugh. I've heard I've heard great things about all of her books. Um, they're so good. Yeah, and so this one I liked it. I, well, I, the cover is beautiful. It's two people kissing, and there's rain, and it's gorgeous. But the the top of the back says, "Can a love story with a perfect beginning survive a lifetime between two imperfect people?" I, because I have two Colleen Hoover books as like my regs, and I love like on the back she has like one line that's kind of like two sentences, and it kind of just. It, it can't help but bring you in oh my god mm. I'm so excited for you to get into Colleen Hoover because she honestly I know she's kind of like a lot of people are starting to see her as overrated and I thought that at first too because that's all I saw on TikTok but when I read it ends with us I was all like okay I get it like that's the one I wanted so bad I was like I need that book right but, um, oh my god I cannot wait for you to read that book because it broke me but you know the thing is is that you know not spoiled because but romance if it's considered a romance book then it has to have a happy ending mm -hmm. so but the lead up to the happy ending is like oh i get i get you okay but now that we're all book in the book mindset go ahead with your Ree's recommend my recommend my, okay so raven's recommendations this week is to go to barnes nobles and buy books i don't know yourself. <laughs> that, that's what that's what you should do and now to Wee's Ree's weekly read Ree's weekly read okay <laughs> so we're on the topic of colleen hoover and i have two colleen hoover recommendations so a couple so back in july for June, I read it ends with us. And that was the intro to Colleen Hoover. Cause I was never someone who like read romance. I would read books that had maybe a romantic couple, but the main plot of the story was never actually romance. So Colleen Hoover is a romance author. And I was like, okay, everybody's talking about it ends with us. I got to read it. I read it and I immediately fell in love with Colleen Hoover. And now I'm on the hunt to get any of her books mm -hmm. so and they're going quick guys so they're going quick because she like she's had like a lot of her books have been out for years but now they're getting popular again so everybody's picking them so make sure you get them while you can she's probably she's so, probably making bank right now yes so i went to barnes and noble um on Wednesday because I was meeting up with my aunt and because I was coming back up to my grandma's and I had to go to Barnes and Noble to get my friend a book for her birthday because I wanted to get her this I was looking for a Disney twisted tale so I found it and then I was like oh my god I really want to maybe see about if they have Verity so Verity is the Colleen Hoover book I'll get into lastly but this was the one I wanted to get and because they don't sell this in stores that much this one because it was an independent um mm -hmm. book it, this wasn't something that she had published through her main publisher so when I went to Barnes and Noble I saw that they had it and I was like oh okay I gotta get it and then I saw that they had November 9 and this was another one that I was like really interested in and okay 
I read both of these within one day, like of each mm. other. Like I started it and then I ended the same like ten hours later. So I I like I think Verity is now my favorite of Colleen's, but it ends with us will always have a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. But November 9th is it's a very unique plot. Um so first it says like her two her like hook line says you'll never be able to find yourself if you're lost in someone else and so the plot of november 9th can you read can you read that again it says you'll never be able to find yourself if you're lost in someone else wow i know so when i read that i was like oh my god okay colleen and that's really like the main focal point with this romance story and it says Fallon meets Ben, an inspiring novelist, the day of her scheduled cross-country move. Their untimely attraction leads them to spend Fallon's last day in L.A. together, and her eventful life becomes the creative inspiration Ben has always sought for his novel. Over time, and amidst the various relationships and tribulations of their own separate lives, they continue to meet on the same date every year, until one day... Fallon becomes unsure if Ben has been telling her the truth or fabricated a perfect reality for the sake of the untimely plot twist. Can Ben's relationship with Fallon and simultaneously his novel be considered a love story if it ends in heartbreak? So basically, the novel starts up, you meet Fallon, and Fallon is a former actress. Her father was a famous actor. Her parents divorced, and you meet her you first meet her talking to her father because she's about to move from LA to New York because she has always wanted to be on Broadway and she wanted, she was oh, I'm gonna, in- I'm she gonna was love sick. this book, I think. <laughs> yes, you're gonna love this because, and like, she was an actress. She was at the prime of her career at 16 years old, but then a fire in her father's house broke out and it almost killed her so half of her body is like scarred from the fire and so she's very like you know it's like her acting career was put on hold she lost her contract her father isn't very supportive of her going to New York to become a theater actor because he has always been a film and tv so he doesn't see theater as a way to you know do that but she's at lunch and she sees Ben and Ben sees her and it's like they meet because he pretends to be her boyfriend after he overhears the conversation with her father Mm. and they both spend the day together knowing that she's about to take a flight to New York and they obviously have an attraction to each other but they don't want commitment because Fallon sees the relationship between her mother and father and is all like I don't think I'd be able to find myself having a committed relationship until I'm 23 because they're only 18 at this point so they have they make a deal and she knows that he wants to write a book and so and she wants to accomplish her goal so they both make a deal that every year on November 9th which happens to be the anniversary of the fire they meet and same place same time they choose it and they have to update each other on what the year was like with so they have no contact throughout Mm -hmm. the year except on November 9th and their goal is he needs to write the book and she needs to go to auditions and try so you see their love story happen because each chapter is a new November 9th 
So, wow. and then they would figure out if after five years they were meant to be. It was so, oh my God, I, I really love this book. I think you would really like this book, Raven. That is really cute. I'm trying to see, cause I'm like, should I start with All Your Perfect, which starts, which has, uh, let's see, 305 pages. Or should I start reading this one that I know is going to fucking kill me? I okay. I know this is going to kill me. So I'm just going to let you know now, Colleen Hoover is famous for making your heart break with, with whatever she's writing. And once you read one of her books, you're going to want to get the rest. That's the point where you're probably going to be in a reading slump until you get your hands on the next Colleen Hoover book. Oh, okay, so, so I I'm would say- read this one first. Read that one first. And then maybe until you can get your hands with it ends with us, then read all your perfects. Yeah, this one is, let's see, 339. So they're not far, I mean, just like, like 30 pages or something like that. But I just noticed while I was flipping through, you know how like um, a lot of authors, like Stephanie Meyer does it too, where like um, they'll, they'll start a new chapter on the next page, even if like it's not, well, she, this one does not do that, which I kind of like that. Oh, yeah. Ooh. And the last book, this is Verity. This mm-hmm. was Colleen's independent book that she wrote, which because it's not like her normal, like all of her other books are contemporary romances, but this one is a thriller romance. And I love thrillers. I love suspense. So I was like, okay, I need Verity. Mm -hmm. So it says, Lowen Ashley is a struggling writer on the brink of financial ruin when she accepts the job offer of a lifetime. Jeremy Crawford, husband of best-selling author Verity Crawford, has hired Lowen to complete the remaining books in a successful series his injured wife is unable to finish. Lowen arrives at the Crawford home ready to start through years of Verity's notes and outlines, hoping to find enough material to get her started. What Lowen doesn't expect to uncover is that chaotic in the chaotic office is an unfinished autobiography Verity never intended anyone to read. Page after page of bone-chilling admissions, including Verity's recollection of the night their family was forever altered. Lowen decides to keep the manuscript hidden from Jeremy, noting its contents would devastate the already grieving father. But as Lowen's feelings for Jeremy begin to intensify, she recognizes all the ways she could benefit if he were to read his wife's words. After all, no matter how devoted Jeremy is to his injured wife, a truth this horrifying would make it impossible for him to continue to love her. So Lowen is a writer. She's read books and she's in Manhattan. She meets Jeremy in a very like, my God, Colleen Hoover, her first sentence and first scene is always like it hooks you and we're like I read this I was like oh my god we're starting out strong (laughs) do it like read read the first sentence real quick okay she has oh she has one two three four five six seven eight nine ten thirteen thirteen books and that's not including Verity she has a lot Okay. Also, I love her dedication notes are so good. I to Heath, I love you more today than any day that has come before it. Thank you for being legit. I, I this lady's already gonna make me cry. Okay. 
just the first sentence just the first sentence usually kind of hooks you i don't i i'm hooked but i'm like what but it's more like a what it's the doorman didn't smile at me (laughs) and then you're like what but then you continue reading and then it's like what but it makes sense Mm. so like with verity let me read you the first line of um verity it says i hear the crack of his skull before the splattering of blood reaches me because i love that she's in new york and immediately the first thing lowen sees like lauren lowen's just waiting for the freaking thing to cross so she can cross and someone steps out and they get hit by a car so that's the first scene and it's like that day she meets Jeremy Crawford, whose wife is a best-selling author of this nine-book series, but she's only completed the first six. So she's got three books, and she's a very, like, best-selling author, and he hires her to com- to complete his wife's works. But because she was injured in an accident where she can't talk, she can't move, she can't speak, she can't, like, do anything. She's, like, in a childlike state. But it's, like, at Lowen uncovers a manuscript and she reads it knowing she probably but she reads it because she she feels like in order to get into his wife's head to know how she writes because Verity's books she writes from the villain's point of view so she said to Lowen's like okay I need to know how her brain works in order to be able to finish this series well she reads this manuscript that's an autobiography and it's not like it's very like she was all like horrified because she's like oh my god I can't believe this and then strange things just start happening while she's there at the house her feelings for Jeremy start to come in and next thing you know it's like a revelation is just like what do I do do I tell him do I not it's very oh it's so good and by the way I I gotta rate these um Spice level because Colleen Hoover does write smut. She does write some sex scenes, and Verity has, I would say, like between a five level spice. This one probably has three and a half to four. This one has at least about two and a half to three. It ends with us probably has about a two spice level. I I I feel like this one might have a lot because the I mean oh, it's two people kissing and they look like they're laying down i haven't so. read ugly ugly love is on my list next to read but i heard ugly love is like her spiciest book to date mm. I, I wanted to read you the so this one the vampires hearts and other dead things so right before it's like you get to the chapter there's a buffy the vampire slayer quote so that's, <gasps> that's cool and then the, i love this first line it's be strong like buffy i repeat the mantra in my head as I glare into the garish fluorescent light. Fluorescent? Fluorescent! Oh my god, Twilight is that a Twilight reference? reference? I know! <laughs> she must be a Twilight fan. And the author, she looks cool. Oh my gosh, I'm excited. Let me know how that book is. Gonna... And then let me know when you read all your perfect pre-perfects because, oh, I can't wait. I know we're gonna have to have a whole episode talking about the books that I have. I I need that I I will we'll do an episode once I finish all the books. I have like eight that I need to read. 
I'm currently reading Breath the Breathless, which is the book that I started back the first week of July. That I was only at chapter three when I stopped, and now I'm at chapter eight finally. So okay. hopefully I can finish it. I'm for sure taking a couple of books, just depending on how I'm like it because these are like pretty small. I have a problem though. Like the other books I have are I'm I'm like I try to get smaller book the books this time that didn't look like huge because like that was my issue with the other ones. I was getting these huge books that you know that take time. Yeah. So I'm gonna take some of these to Forks with me and we'll have a grand old time reading on the way over there. You know, sleep a little. Yeah. I I need to bring a book. Probably because also I have a layover. Um I have a layover too. So yeah. Mine's like an mine's like an hour. So guys, mine's an hour and a half. The next time that we see you guys, we would have already the next time we see you will be our episode in Forks. Yeah. That yeah. So the next time you we see you see us, we will be in Forks recording. We will be in Forks. That's it. We'll be in Forks. We will be. We will be in Forks. And wow, that like that's just crazy. Um, also, big news before we go is that Forever Twilight in Forks on followed us on Instagram. <laughs> Oh my god. That's crazy. I, wow. I feel like we, we just need to fickle fish. Fickle films. That's we it. just need fickle fish films to follow us. And the Olympic yes. Coven. <laughs> um, so on our uh, TikTok, I we get we have like a very steady growth of followers on TikTok. We don't have like, not like, it's not like we have a little bit and we shoot up, you know, like we're a very steady growth. So I really like that, but we have 10 K likes on TikTok. That's amazing. Um, On Instagram, we had a reel that popped off and it has 12.6 thousand likes. Um, And yeah, I just, we, uh it's amazing we've also gained you know tons a couple of followers um on instagram maybe we should start doing instagram recent follower um <laughs> recent followers so recent follower for us forever twilight and forks uh we have cc uh and the other colored girl who makes like these uh twilight bracelets that are super duper cute and I, I, I liked one of her posts because it's a cute little bracelet that's like purple and pink and clear. And it says, meet me in the meadow. And I thought that was so cute. It's one of those bracelets. It's one of those bracelets that have like three lines. And meet yeah. Me in the meadow. And I thought that that was, and they have uh, other ones. Um, they have one that says Denali Coven. They have a Voltorb one, Olympic Coven. A rose, one for Rosalie, and it says Forks, Rainy Pines, Edward. <laughs> that's, I guess it's just like what's on Bella's mind. Um, yeah, so I just thought that those were super duper cute. Um, they have one for like literally all the characters, so that's super cool. Um, definitely go check them out because I thought that that Meet Me in the Metal one was like literally the cutest thing ever, and I was like, I need that. That is. Um, and then, as always, I just want to shout out our mama cat, our Twilight mom. She's amazing. Yes. We were, uh, she, she messaged me the other day 
and uh we were just we were talking about um oh because it, she was watching the episode where my sister said that she would be jasper's slave and so oh, she was like no. she said please tell your you sister that in? yeah i did it's okay, but she was like, "Please tell your sister that I would be his <laughs> too." <laughs> and then uh, again, then we were just like talking about Twilight and stuff like that. And I and I and I told her that um, that we appreciate her her support and her continuous support and um, the sh- and literally everything we do. She's like, we could literally like go jump off a cliff and be like for twilight no i'm kidding <laughs> she'd probably be like don't do that <laughs> don't, like don't no be- no we, we gotta have y'all here <laughs> yeah but uh but she's so supportive in every little thing we do um on on uh on the podcast and on tiktok on our separate tiktoks um she even said like that she loved the loki episodes too so <laughs> oh yay i'm glad that she, so I love her. Cat. And then, um, yeah, so go. Oh, wait, wait. Okay, hold on. Maybe I'm not done. Give me a second. So, little celebrations. You hit 10.3 thousand followers on TikTok. You're at 1.1 million likes. That's great. And then, so I've, for the past couple months, I was kind of like on a decline. Like I was like staying kind of, I was at like 22, 23, but it's been kind of going up slowly. So I'm at 24.6K now and I'm at 2.7 million likes. So that's just amazing. And also the anniversary of me being on the the NBC interview is coming up in three days. Oh my God. we have a full circle moment, I guess, kind of a little bit. Yeah. Well, it was around I, it was around this time last year that you asked me to do a podcast with you. It so. literally was, yeah. I feel like I let me see. I I have to still have them. I don't think I I don't think I deleted them. I don't even know how to delete messages on TikTok. Let's see. Let's see, I'm going all the way up. <laughs> Okay, okay. So we first message where you you asked me to do the the TikTok the Twilight TikTok pose video. Yeah. Um. I gotta repost that because for the year. Yeah, that was that was that that was a good video. Oh my gosh, I can't. Did me? Did I do it on Instagram? Yeah, you did it on Instagram. You messaged me on um, Black Coraline. Okay, let me go to Instagram. <laughs> let me go to Instagram then. I was like looking at our TikTok messages and I was like, I don't see it. Okay, scroll, 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 scroll. I don't have um. I, th- I guess maybe TikTok or Instagram deletes them after a while. What? Let me yeah, see. I haven't deleted them. Unless I did. I don't delete like... my me- Yeah, I don't delete my messages, so. I don't think so. I'm like, let me go down and see. Let 
I guess. I'm okay, like, okay. okay, I found wait, I found it. Because um, the first thing that you sent me was on August 24th, and it says, please tell me you're auditioning for the Cullen Show on TikTok. <laughs> and then um, we talked about that, because um, you were going for Esme and I was going for Alice. Um, and then it was August 26th, you... Um, you said so I have an idea I wanted to run by you it's not like 100% thought out but I figured that's where you would come in lol and I'm like I'm listening and then you said so I want to start a podcast and I was hoping that you would be down to co-host with me and I'm like in all capital letters oh my gosh oh Oh. so it was August 25th no 26th so So in four days four days days will be the one year of us like even talking about a podcast that's wild. We for for our for that one year we have to post those, those screenshots of that. We do. We gotta do like a little like montage of all of our like episodes. Yeah. Cheers. And then I have and then I have your video that you sent me for the pose video. And you that. did Stephanie. I did do Stephanie. I think that was that was a great video too. I love that. I'm going to repost that probably at 1 a.m. when like the new hashtags come out on TikTok so I can try and like get it to go viral. Mm-hmm. I need to post. I haven't, when was the last time I posted? I'm going to post one tomorrow when I'm on my break in class because I have, I don't know if you saw, but I put up my giant Edward tapestry in my classroom. I saw it. It looks so cool. It's literally the coolest thing. And I was going to, there was that trend going around this that says, we stand for the flags, and if you don't like it, we don't care. And I'm gonna show you the better. Edward. <laughs> you better. So, so I'm gonna do that. So, oh uh, gosh. Well, guys, that was our. That concludes episode twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah. Maybe? So basically, what you can gather from this is we love Carlisle Cullen. Follow us for forks. And read a Colleen Hoover book if you haven't already. <laughs> yes, please. Um, so, uh, yeah, this will be episode. Oh no, episode twenty-eight because the one I'm posting, to- the one for tomorrow, will be twenty-seven. So this is episode twenty-eight. Okay, guys. Um, so thank you for joining us. I am so excited. Where do okay. follow Tyler? follow us on our Instagram and our TikTok at the Bite Podcast RR. Um. If you go to our Instagram or no, if you go to our TikTok and you click, there should be a YouTube thing. Whenever you click the Instagram logo, it should have both. I did not realize until recently that it was linked to my personal account and not my, my personal YouTube account and not my, and not the bite. And so uh, it's because I had got a comment on one of our videos. It was like, love your, love your podcast. I just wanted to let you know that I did have trouble finding it. Uh, and I was like, oh, no, why? So Because I could have sworn that I had it linked, but I went and checked and it was because of that. But the thing is, I was like, I don't even know why that happened. I guess maybe like my emails or whatever the case might be. Yeah. Them. So yeah, because when I tried linking my live size Coraline Instagram to my TikTok, it wouldn't work. It would only do my main and I was like, okay, well, I don't want my main profile because that's on private for like fam- friends and family. So I think what I'm going to do too is link the, uh, link our, the Bite Podcast YouTube to my personal TikTok account also, just in case. Because sometimes I do get some followers 
like from TikTok on my Instagram. So they click and they see that we have the, those that it'll pop up both. But then also, um, yeah. So and we also have a flow page on our Instagram. Uh, we don't have the option to put a link on our TikTok, like a link on our TikTok yet. So that's why our flow yeah. page is not up on there. But if you go to our Instagram, there's a flow page and it has literally like everything. It has all social medias, our Twitters, everything. So um, go follow us, go follow us on YouTube. Um, try to get my goal for the end of the year is to have at least a hundred followers on, on YouTube. And I think we're and a hundred followers on Spotify too. We're like almost there. I think we're like 30 and we only like 26 more or like 16 more for YouTube or something like that. Yeah, we've gotten so a few. We're almost there. And then my goal for the end of the year for Instagram guys is 300 followers on Instagram, which I think is so doable. So we got to go push this out to your your friends and your besties and give us shout outs on your on your um on your Instagram or wherever because yeah, you don't, you don't, you you and your friends don't want to miss this podcast. It's a great podcast and we have a fun time here. Yes, and we have a lot of cool ideas for the future for you guys. So, you don't want to miss so, it. So many, so many cool ideas that like like I would want to listen to this podcast. <laughs> if I didn't edit these videos for forever, I would probably <laughs> listen to our podcast. Yes. <laughs> I would do. I sometimes do like I'll go back and listen to it just so like, you know, like, oh man, okay, I wish I brought this up or Haha, I'm about to forgot to bring this up in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh I'm gonna push our every all our all our accounts to like all my coworkers and be like, go follow me, bestie. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that was it, guys. We love you so much. We appreciate you so much. Um, make sure you turn on notifications on YouTube or Spotify because I think you can do that on Spotify too. And Ooh. we will see you guys in Forks. We'll see you in Forks, baby. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.